Yeah, and, and then they have to drill down on what it means to exist, right? Because when you're trying to figure <laughs> out whether or not people kidnapped other people, <laughs> what it means to exist is very... Because if the person didn't exist, they couldn't kidnap them. Teleologically, yeah. was this kidnapping? <laughs> no, huh? I'm going to stop you right there. Let's go back to the word kidnap. I'm sorry. <laughs> Judge, can you send in a teenager with a bong and a black light? We're trying to... <laughs> God-awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because my plan for world domination is damn convoluted. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting <laughs> to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know whose political philosophies don't get combined enough into the message of a movie? <laughs> Who's that? Machiavelli and Hammurabi. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, there's at least one example of that we'll get to. Yeah, it. right, the world's long lost. And, of course, sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm pretty amazing, Noah. The Cristiano brothers are rapists, and I have oh, DNA that's a, evidence. Yeah, hold on. It. That's a joke. In fact, that's a callback to a situation so preposterous it requires the Back <laughs> to the Future DeLorean to be real. Nobody could take that allegation seriously, least of all highly litigious Christian <laughs> filmmakers. <laughs> I have okay, DNA well, evidence. I am entirely serious. <laughs> Flux, Do not flux capacitor is a real serious. thing. I don't think you're giving a good example. All right. And as you may have noticed, sitting 181 miles to my south-southwest is our lawful neutral guest masochist this week. Andrew Torres is the co-host of the Opening Arguments podcast. He's an honest-to-God lawyer. And while he was laying awake at night at Harvard, tattered copy of To Kill a Mockingbird beneath his pillow, he probably never thought for a second that this is what he was going to be doing with that education. Andrew, welcome back to God Awful Movies. Thanks, Noah. Hey. You, you know who's a great actor? Oh, Mr. <laughs> T. I, I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought when you watched that one with us that that was going to be the good acting you would oh, see? Oh, the highlights, right? Clearly, yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. It gets much worse. So uh, fill us in, Heath. How is it going to get much worse today? Well, uh, we watched Cries of the Unborn, which is a legal documentary about how 9-11 was actually legal because of RIFRA. So, <laughs> it's interesting. I believe Andrew can back me up on no, that. No, yeah, I think so. Uh, and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved The Life Zone, but you've always been upset that nobody's made a clip show of a movie, <laughs> you will love this movie. It's a clip show. Of a movie. It is. Have I said it? It's the season finale of another movie. I can't. It's a I. It's a clip show of a movie. It's And we're going to spend the rest of this episode going, no, seriously, it's a clip show of a movie. Now, okay, so obviously this movie centers around jury deliberations. And when we first, you know, realized that, we said, oh, well, we got to get Andrew on under the assumption that they were going to get some of the legal nuances of the movie wrong. And boy, do we look silly now. I mean, they so nailed it. I guess we're going to have to find some other niche for you. Hi, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, uh, not a lot of people know this, Noah, but I actually minored in thermostats. So uh, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> the other major subplot of this. Film. Believe it or yeah. not. Yep. 
It's going to be huge. All right. So before we really get going, Eli, you were texting me like every second on the second the other day while you dug into the deviled egg munching producer of this film. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience of, of for, that you've discovered in his bio? There is so much I want to share. So <laughs> Ken Del Vecchio, first of all, keep in mind the entire time we're talking about the legal things and the legal conversations in this movie that Ken Del Vecchio has written two law books. He is a former prosecutor and a former judge. He is a former judge. Oh, and he wrote this movie. Not just that, but Ken Del Vecchio makes exactly two kinds of movies. Grindhouse softcore pornography with like gory bloody guts films like scavenger killers and dead he made he made a movie called joker's wild about the aurora shooting it's a pro second amendment movie where a young girl stops the basically the aurora shooting with the gun her dad left her but the craziest thing of all he ran for congress where he was the first congressional candidate to support Trump. He lost. He was asked to step down by a New Jersey board of judges because he was promoting his film as a judge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> while a judge. And the film was about a judge who goes on a murder rape spree. The film what? he was promoting as a judge was about a judge <laughs> and his secretary who go on a Bonnie and Clyde gory murder rape spree. He made a mockumentary <laughs> about himself, which is not, a, I don't think he knows what mockumentary means. He is a rab. Everything he says and does is fascinating. And he, he'll do your wedding right there on his website. It's like, crazy, I'm done, and I'll shoot your wedding. I will do absolutely anything to meet with Ken Del Vecchio. He's also in Jersey. So like, I need to find him and see what's going on. It's fascinating. All right. All right. So my wife and I will get divorced and, uh, and we'll get that corrected. We'll bring, we'll bring Ken in. That'll be awesome. All right. So is there anything that you guys, other than obviously the producer and director, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah. I'm going to say best worst attractive good guys and ugly bad guys right. being super <laughs> obvious. Like we meet a jury of people arguing about abortion and the two like pro-life obvious people at the beginning, they like met inside a J crew magazine where they were magically <laughs> spawned and the pro-choice people are like frumpy and bald and old and fat and an anti-Muslim propaganda poster yes, from right. Pamela Geller is one of them. It's so blatant. <laughs> God. Andrew, any best worst? Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, best worst double entendre. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes. uh, but, yes. but I think I'm going to go with the best worst use of a time machine because this movie could only have been made by somebody who listened to the GAM episode of The Life Zone, thought, oh, hey, those guys make some pretty good points. Let's go back to 2017 and make a movie about that movie that tries to answer them and then also includes every single clip the GAM guys made fun of. Only possible. <laughs> yeah, because, and I hesitate to mention this yet again, but this is a clip show <laughs> of the last movie, which leads into my best worst, which was best worst excuse to play the clip. Now, in order for this whole concept to work, we have to believe that there was a kidnapping that took place where they videotaped the entire kidnapping with a three camera situation going on, right? Like we were getting close ups and, 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 and cuts and everything. 
Um, but and then throughout all of it, we've got this jury sitting around talking about what happened and they keep going back. to Well, let's play that clip again. And the reasons are increasingly insane as it goes on. <laughs> they, they show they show a horror movie to a jury and ask them to acquit. So, yeah. Yes. And uh, apparently in real life, this guy was doing that. It was like, hey, man, exhibit A can't be your movie every time <laughs> you do a case that you can't just put that in. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Eli, any best worsts? Uh, I'm going to go with best worst understanding of the law. I... Ooh am genuinely afraid of what Ken Del Vecchio thinks the law should be. Oh. Like, what, if he gets all the Infinity Stones, what does the universe <laughs> look like in Ken Del Vecchio's world? What does he, how does he think the law works? How was oh. he a lawyer? How was he a judge? There's someone walking around right now who went to jail because of Ken <laughs> Del Vecchio's this movie would be my appeal. I would appeal my dis I would be like, wait, let me sit. I would go yeah, through right. all of his cases, and my only appeal would be to send people a DVD of this movie. I would get <laughs> everyone he ever convicted acquitted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we should mention that on uh, opening arguments, Andrew does a monthly bonus thing for his patrons called Lawed Awful Movies, where they discuss movies that have terrible interpretations of the law. So you're kind of an expert here. Like, how bad is this? Like, where would it fall in the you know, list of the worst understandings of law in in your experience with film. You know, surprisingly well. Um, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> admittedly, uh, it gets the it gets the job of uh, foreman. Uh, it does that worse than Paulie Shore's jury duty. Uh, but uh, but they have they have a character on the jury who uh, introduces herself as having attended one year of law school before quitting, and she is exactly what everybody sounds like who's had one year and only one year of law school. So uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it a you know sixty five on that on that scout it's 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 a all deep. right <laughs> all right well an immeasurably small amount of shit actually happens in this movie so we're going to take a quick break to decide what we're going to be talking about for this episode and when we come back we'll dive into all the straw man munging that is the cries of the unborn ken so glad you could come come on in have a seat oh yeah i came as soon as i got your email well i had to lose a tail first no, no, no you didn't so, are we going to go with my new movie uh, idea? See, that's what my email was about. I'm not sure that I understand what your new movie idea is. But I sent you the... Yeah, uh, the manifesto. Yes, you did. All all 300 pages uh, written in your feces. Uh, most of that wasn't mine. <sighs> of course not. Okay, uh, yeah, but see, the thing is, most of that was about how the girl at the Wendy's drive-thru was trying to tell you something with her posture. Yeah, but, you know, if you read every 23rd I, I, word, I, I did that. I, I know. It, it seemed like the idea you had for your next movie is your last movie. Exactly. Right, but that's not an idea. Of course it is. Movies are all about fantasies brought to life, right? Yeah, sure, I guess. And my fantasy is a bunch of people in a room watching my last movie and being like really convinced by it. So you want to pay people to pretend to be impressed by your last movie. By my last movie. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are, are you sure? Yes. Any other questions? 
yeah, I might regret this, but uh, whose poop was the rest of the manifesto written in? Uh, Mr. Loja made me promise not to tell. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown and we're going to start off with a reminder that this movie comes from justice for all productions that includes blastocysts damn it <laughs> speaking of damn it by the way my first note in this was music damn it <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the, the music definitely reminded me that i could have been watching avengers infinity war but <laughs> yeah no thanks for that i appreciate it this one had the better ending. Um, so, okay, so we're going to start this movie off with the simultaneous birth scene that ended the last film. Right. And I had forgotten how silly this is. I just wrote in my notes, this scene couldn't be sillier if she pulled out a series of interconnected babies like a magician. <laughs> with the just like, oh, what's a black baby? A Chinese baby? Whoa. <laughs> Hey, no, no spoilers for later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So my first thought on this was, okay, because this is this movie is, we we watched the movie The Life Zone before. That was the Robert Loja uh, uh, guest appearance in the anti-abortion movie. The rest of this movie is going to be a jury deciding if the, the characters in that movie were, were guilty. But it just starts us off at the end of the last movie, and I thought, holy shit, how lost is Andrew uh, right now? <laughs> I, I, this, who is this movie for? I mean, like, oh, if you've God. seen the life zone, then like, presumably you could just play your own clips. And and if you didn't, <laughs> it makes no sense. Is I think it, the movie must only be for people who listened to the GAM episode and didn't watch the movie like me. Well, so I, I like <laughs> right. Based on the marketing. number of views it had on YouTube, I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so we were watching three kidnapped women, just to fill everybody in who didn't listen to the Life Zone episode. Three women were kidnapped and forced to give birth, despite the fact that they were at abortion clinics actively having abortions when they were kidnapped. Now, all three of them are going into uh, labor at the exact same moment. And there's one nurse like running between them like Bobby Fisher uh, <laughs> and like she did it except bad, except bad. Right. <laughs> so she's like, uh, you know, cause, like the, the the women giving birth are screaming. I get that. The nurse shouldn't be screaming back. <laughs> I, no, yeah, and she's no, screaming that's... weird shit, too. Yeah. At one point she goes. You're the closest to one of them. Like one of them, I wanted them to get all like super competitive yeah, at right. that no, point. Oh, 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 like, oh. They start grabbing yeah. legs and pulling. Like now who's closer? <laughs> who's winning? Who's winning now? Count it. Interference. <laughs> Sprain my ankle. <laughs> pushing pushing the babies back up each other's vajoochers. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this may be my favorite line of, of dialogue in the movie because uh, the, the, the doctor, the nurse ratchet character says, you have twins. And then the, the Stacy says, what? And then nurse ratchet says, you have two babies. Like, I, I don't think that was a request for you to define the word twins. <laughs> right, right. It's like uh, Abram Zucker and Zucker. The son, what is it? It's a fiery ball at the center of our universe. No, it's not. But they thought. But they think that's real. Um, that won't be the only airplane reference I have in this episode. By the way, the judge's appearance takes on a very Leslie Nielsen. They're all pulling for you, kind of a feel before it's over. But we'll get to him. Okay, so we have that scene, and then it comes up and it says "Cries of the Unborn," and you expect that it will now go on to a new movie. But no, we're still watching the last scene from the previous movie. The doctor just slaps all the fetuses right in the face. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
So, but we're getting now the twist ending of the last movie. So in the last movie, these three girls were kidnapped. They were held until they gave birth. But then at the very end, it turned out that the one girl was pregnant again right away after her last pregnancy. And it's because she's in hell. Yeah, I don't understand. So, like, the idea is that her torment is to have kids over and over like yeah yeah like, <laughs> to be a christian she, wife she hasn't she has an abortion or she has a kid and then she's immediately pregnant again like that's what satan came up with i don't know like i want to see the meeting when satan's management team came up with that torment plan <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like oh okay so um steve what do you got oh uh, well i was thinking she has like a bunch of babies oh just, okay like fire babies yeah like they no, burn or, no no just I, I just meant like regular, <laughs> regular babe. She has uh, babies. I'd love born. to get fire in there somehow. Something evil, just in terms of branding, right? Because it's oh, like a okay uh, like upside a, down cross on the wall. Nailed it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's what I needed. Lunch. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So we watch that through, and uh, the, a TV turns off. It turns out we're in a, a jury deliberation room. There's a word, a term for that, isn't there? Anyway, so we're with the jury. They have just watched that movie. And if I had the chance to sneak a cut of Eli into just one of our movies, the long pause after the foreman goes, well, that would probably get my vote. <laughs> and of course, this is the the jury that's going to spend this film deciding whether the characters from the last movie are innocent or guilty. Um, we first meet the foreman who is going to just... <laughs> He is He's profoundly <laughs> incompetent. I want, I want to point out throughout this movie, throughout the entire run length of the movie, the foreman will be unable to subtract any number from 12, even when that number is one. <laughs> yes. He's going to need to write that shit down. <laughs> All right. One second. Here we yeah. go. Carry the zero. Um, like, seriously, that happens several yes. times. Like, the foreman is mentally disabled like is that allowed like serious question andrew are mentally disabled people allowed on juries is that oh doodly do no i cannot doodly i, cannot, do. I, I demand a doodly do <laughs> this entire movie is gonna be nothing but me doing disclaimers anyway yeah right. not guilty <laughs> just a clown sitting up there covered in blood god damn, they like clowns <laughs> All That's right. why Bill Cosby was innocent the first time. Oh, I oh, we figured it out. What? I love pudding. I love pudding. <laughs> All right. <sighs> what were we saying before that edit? Um, <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So the, the foreman, uh, he calls for a, go a vote and 11 of the 12 of them vote not guilty uh, or vote guilty, rather. But there is one not guilty vote. And through the rest of my notes, by the way, I have her as not guilty lady because no one ever gets a name in this movie. Nope. <laughs> anyway. And they, they count the 11 guilty votes. Yeah. And, and then the foreman's like, and how many for not guilty? <laughs> it's amazing. I can guess. All right, All let's right. do uh, guilty again. Sorry, I lost count. <laughs> and he's right. writing it down. He's got a pad. He's writing down the yes. numbers one through 12. I don't know. Doing tallies? I have no idea. Yeah, or he's just drawing dicks. Yeah. And just to clarify for people who are confused, because I was fucking confused. 
what they're saying here is the twist ending of the last movie was fake. They weren't actually in hell. These were kidnappers who pretended she was in hell at the end of the kidnapping. Yeah. So, okay, so one lady votes not guilty, and another guy turns around and goes, are you kidding me? We have confessions. And then I'm like, well, then why the fuck is there a jury? Were they pleading not guilty by reason of those bitches deserving it? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, okay, just want you to hear this out loud. You think Satan is not guilty of kidnapping a pregnant woman. Yes. Okay. I just wanted you to say that. Got it. So I I have this guy as baby Mark Cuban in in my notes. It it just, it bears repeating, right? Ken Del Vecchio is a a former judge. He's a practicing lawyer in Hackensack, New Jersey. I think he knows that when people (sighs) confess to crimes, you don't have a trial just for the hell of it. And you don't stick the jury in a law library and they don't get DVDs of the movie the criminals made about themselves. And I... it, we're we're three minutes into this movie and my head has already exploded. It's fantastic. I don't know. You do, it's do you practice in Jersey, Andrew? I feel like it's, there's different stuff there. It's true. Check it out. Most people aren't supposed to vomit on a ferry either, but they do that in New Jersey. So you know, it's a different <laughs> standard culture standard. there. I think That's you're true. racist. I'm just throwing that out. There. I think you're also, very important that I point this out. It's uncomfortably chilly in this room. <laughs> this is the subplot of the film. Well, it is that it's. I, I was just gonna say, in fairness, it's a fifty-fifty tie between how cold yes. the room is and Mark Cuban's secret business meeting, and they both pay off deliciously. Oh God! Yeah, we will spend an inordinate amount of time in this movie going like, "It's cold. We should call a uh, somebody to fix that." Yeah, we'll do that in another scene. All right. So not guilty lady has voted not guilty and they've decided instead of asking her, okay, why would you think the people who confessed to the crime didn't commit it? Instead of asking her that, they say, let's all go in the around the room in a circle and explain why we do think the people who confessed to the crime are guilty of the crime they confessed to. Oh, God, because you know what it is? Ken Del Vecchio saw 12 Angry Men, which makes a bunch of legal mistakes as it is. Oh, yeah. He saw 12 Angry Men. And what he got from 12 Angry Men is it's about one guy who changes everybody's mind. And, you know, the way juries work, where they go around in a circle and share their. I thought they were going to do icebreakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you fall back into my arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, you throw me the, the fetus monkey. Now. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, so they're going to go around and all explain why kidnapping is is wrong. And I'm just already writing, oh, my fucking God, get on with it. Because what's happening here is unlike 12 Angry Men, where we're going to slowly establish a reasonable doubt in this movie. If she just says what she's thinking, everybody will just go, oh, that's fucking stupid. The movie's over. So they have to, like, ease us into her argumentation. Right. Which is that it's justified kidnapping, just yeah. to be yeah. clear. 
Yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, the guy next to her says, well, maybe they were justified. And another guy says, what? And he says, I was just asking a question. And I'm like, no, you weren't. You said maybe they were just, maybe they were just, that's not a question. Maybe is not a question word. Oh, everyone who's got that aunt at Thanksgiving knows exactly what that question is. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, maybe if you prayed a little harder, you wouldn't be a homosexual. All right, that's a question. Have you... It's not a question. I'm just also, asking you're questions. Three sorry, times sorry. Homosexual? <laughs> <laughs> now that's a question. Thank See? you. <laughs> Wait, I love this moment in the movie too because at one point while they're arguing, one uh, one uh, person says, "Well, the twins testified. The twins that were forced to be born. The twins testified." About what? <laughs> I, about how glad they are to be alive? <laughs> really? You you guys are nitpicking the fact that they had occasional unnecessary testimony in a movie where the defendants have confessed to the crime? Like, sure, why not have the twins testify? Why not? Like, let's take a yeah, break and watch some movies in the kids. middle. Oh. <laughs> I want to watch. I want to watch that testimony though. The kids right? are just like so. How do you feel about being alive? Would you be sad if I killed you right now? Yes? <laughs> Case closed, Your Honor. Sadly, the, the kids are seven. Like, it would be great if they were 15 and, like, you know, the little Del Vecchio boy with the mop top is, like, all emo and, you know, black yeah, right. eyeliner <laughs> running down. It's like, what? Go right ahead. I'd love it. I wish I'd never been born. All right. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I would have ruined that testimony if yeah, they had right. asked seven-year-old Eli. I would have crushed their case. <laughs> and this is where... And this is where they try to write out the surprise ending from the last one that Eli mentioned, uh, where one guy goes, heck, they even tried to make her think she was in hell after she gave birth. By what? By disappearing the other two women while she was looking like like a fucking <laughs> David Copperfield giant magic trick and replacing them with an upside down cross? Is that what they did? Why would they have done? This is better than Pamela dreaming season eight of Dallas, people. Yeah. And, and then what happened after that? She was like, oh, I'm in hell. And they were like, no, no. no. But <laughs> you imagine if you were? Great show, everybody. I, well, Great show. When, when, when I thought this was a courtroom drama, I was sitting there wondering, like, did did, did the magician uh, who helped them kind of plan the disappearing? Yes. Like, was he also indicted in the kidnapping? Like, is he part of the conspiracy? But yeah, no, the, 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 the movie answers that one for you. Yes, it does. That was Robert Loja. Definitely. The magician who did that was definitely Robert Loja, who then plays Satan in their little fucking skit. So th this means the kidnappers were like, all right. We need a skit now about being in hell. Who does a good Satan impression? Yes. And they all had like dueling Satan impressions. And the one. Would be good at god awful movies. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, you know, one guy didn't get to be Satan and he was a total bitch about it the rest of the production. He was like, no, no, no. It's just me, Jerry the Kidnapper, with no speaking roles. It's fine. <laughs> and, and I was going to uh, be like this. Uh, in the internal logic of this movie, <laughs> what's the point of trying to convince Stacy that she's in hell? I, I, like, I get that it's a retcon right? and everything, but like this movie never answers that question of like, did they just decide to be extra mean to her because she didn't change her mind at the end? <laughs> well, why? Let's let's record the aggravated circumstances for committing this crime. Yes. Uh, <laughs> why? Yeah. All right. So, and then this is the first time that they're like. Well, I guess to really answer this question, we would have to play a clip from the previous film that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. 
right? So juror number two is like, well, they clearly premeditated this. And someone's like, did they? And, and like, how the fuck? Could they? No, they found this place. But he's like, no, I have a clip that proves it. So we watch a clip of the nurse when the nurse first came in to tell the three of them that she'd kidnapped them and was going to force them to give birth. Yeah. And this is my favorite. You're discriminating against women. I can't. I am a woman. I just wanted her to pop up next to Chance the Rapper. Black people don't have to be Democrats. <laughs> yeah. Well, either this movie is right or I'm better at being a black guy than Kanye West. It, it's, those are the options. Yeah. Q-E-D. Yeah. Ooh, well, and, ooh, I know the answer. I know the answer. And also, like, the, the, I think this clip really just reminds us that, you know, if we feel like the acting is bad in this movie, just be thankful we're not watching The Life Zone again, right? Because this is the uh, the, the bit where the Lara character, one of the kidnapped girls, goes like, you have violated one of my most precious of constitutional rights. <laughs> Baby murder. Baby murder. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Singer pops up next to her. I am on board. What are we doing? What are we doing? Where is it? Show me. Also, I love this line from the previous movie. The the chick who just said that the thing about the precious uh, most precious constitutional rights. Nurse Ratchet turns to her and says, "Lara, the typical lawyer." <laughs> oh yeah, is that is that right, Andrew? Is that why you got into the business? Because there's so many hotties in it. Like, uh, yeah, well, since since uh, I I have this woman as a slightly disheveled hot Noah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Well, hold on. To be fair, that actress is also in porn. And as Andrews pointed out, the the smartest legal mind in the country yeah. is also in porn. Yeah, Just saying. Oh, yeah, typical typical lawyer. Exactly. It's all a seamless Asa web. Akira. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we get done with the clip and we go back to the jury and then they start trying to write out more elements of the previous movie. Right, like one guy goes, I still can't believe two of those three kidnapped girls were in on the kidnapping and just pretending the whole time, even though that makes this last movie not make. I can't believe that's what we're going with is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe the script for this movie. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and doesn't it seem like the other two kind of committed to the bit a little too hard? Like, it feels like this militant pro-life cult is maybe also an improv team and they're really... <laughs> More focused on the acting part. And everybody's like, all right, well, kidnapping's done. So you can stop fucking acting now. Like, we're done. Well, no. And what do you mean acting? Well, and I got to say, if you want to know how committed they were to this bit, keep in mind that in the first movie, Laura, one of the ones that was pretending to be the kidnapper, wakes up before anyone else. Right? So she was just getting into character at that point. Yeah. Emotional prep. That's why that scene made no sense. Now we know she was doing Meisner emotional prep. She's she's shaking the ladder. One acting student who loved my shaking the ladder reference. Hi. How's it going? I, you should quit acting school. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just want to and know how they assembled this group, right? Like, did they did they place ads <laughs> in the paper in the Village Voice yes. of like, if you'd like to be in a pro life improv kidnapping troupe, like, <laughs> send an email. To oh. Hey, when I was auditioning full time, I would have at least showed up yeah, for the right. open call. <laughs> so I'm sorry. This is this is equity. Yeah. Okay. So I have to. I have to actually get pregnant and have a child for this bit. Okay, yes, but yes, can yes, you, you tap dance? Oh. 
<laughs> Man. Yep. Okay. Uh, other implication, moving on from that painful <laughs> moment, moving on, another implication that uh, Heath just hinted at is that they had to get simultaneously pregnant, which means yeah. that at some point the improv troupe was like, so. <laughs> um, we were thinking because <laughs> this needs to be to the day. We need to make sure you guys all have okay. the same day. Who so, has played the cookie game? Who's good at that? We're going to need to be dead on. <laughs> this is like the cookie game. <laughs> you, know, you know, except I, I have drafted up you. some rather strange contracts during my tenure here at Puzzle in a Thunderstorm, but uh, we found something better. Okay, great. Oh, my God. Andrew, I might just engage you at your normal fee to write me up what the contract would look like for this acting role. All Patreon right. reward. We will send you the contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. It's going to be between David group. Deniston and Peggy Peterson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So then we go back to the jury. So the foreman can say that he's impressed with the acting. There is a lot of this movie spent going like, you know, the acting was pretty good, despite what the reviews say on IMDb and stuff. The acting on this was pretty spot on. This should yeah. all be a movie. Seriously. <laughs> 2.1 Everyone always says that, but like, for real, like, we're interesting. Our lives. And, and this is when one of the actors goes, well, I mean, they testified in front of us in a totally normal tone, at which point one of the other characters screams like they are on fire. Nobody talks to the foreman like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a slight legal inaccuracy in spell. Look, like it's been mostly spot on to date, but like the yeah, well, right. the, the foreman is not like the king of that right. The foreman's job is basically <laughs> to run messages on behalf of the jury to the secretary for the judge, right? Which by the way, he does not do in this movie. Uh, no, but it, it's not. Well, yeah. at one point he calls her. <laughs> what I really want, it, when I saw that, I really wanted to do like a sketch where me and Heath are fighting over being the foreman. Just like, I call chair, I call foreman chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing the helmet. So, Damn and I, I believe no, at that's this one point, of the other jurors. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you have in mind. Still counts. The, the defendant is just dropping candy corn as he walks out of the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> all right so at this point not guilty lady pipes up to say well yes but their intent in the kidnapping was to prevent baby murder <laughs> but first the uh eastern european lady mm -hmm. steps up and she's like well i'm a lawyer, doctor, ethicist, <laughs> astronaut, wizard, and <laughs> medical ethics of space magic 101 says we need to look at the intent. And then not guilty ladies like, well, you're all looking at intent. That's actually stupid. We need to look at why they did <laughs> yes! it. 
And everyone's <laughs> like, wow, you're dumber than the foreman. <laughs> and, and again, this is really perfect, like, what a first-year law student would say, right? Like, criminal law 101 says that we look to the mens rea, which I have looked up in that. <laughs> and in, in, the, in, in, the, in a criminal case, like, that just means, did you have the intent to do the thing that you did, right? Which, again, right, is... Right. Take a person and kidnap them and hold them against their will for seven months, which is totally undisputed. <laughs> That's the fact. like the jury's job is to find the facts. It's not. Oh, all right. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, right. It's not to determine. Well, but yes. But did they have a good reason to kidnap her for seven? Yeah, right. That's um, not what so, mens okay. rea is. Sorry. I did. I did. I don't <laughs> actually be examining the law in this movie. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he stole a loaf of bread to save his sister's son. Oh, well, so. in that case, yeah. <laughs> All right. So and, and one of the the Eastern European lady is like, are you saying that people should be allowed to commit crimes if they if against people who act in legal ways they disagree with? And she's like saying that I'm making a whole fucking movie about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wanted her to just turn to her and be like, look at me. Look at me. Yes, <laughs> that is my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, instead we get we get the jingliest of jingly keys because what the scriptwriter has done is written in for the uh, the the Matt Damon stunt double character sitting next to her uh, to, to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. Okay. Have, yeah. you, have you forgotten about everything now? Yeah, because that was a really good point. We don't have an answer to that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but that's but he, that's where he chimes in to go, well, I don't know, though. I'd kidnap people to save unborn kids. It's like, well, then you can't be on this on a jury or then you should have been they should have they should have got you out in that little thing they do with the questions yeah and and then they have to drill down on what it means to exist right because when you're trying to figure out whether or not people kidnapped other people what it means to exist is very because if the person didn't exist they couldn't kidnap them teleologically you see. was this kidnapping no, no I'm gonna stop you right there Let's go back to the word kidnapping. I'm sorry. Judge, can you send in a teenager with a bong and a black light? We're trying to... <laughs> what if what I see is blue is actually... I'm not guilty. She goes... She goes, well, but this this baby was two months old. It had arms and legs and fingers oh. just like babies and mice and tardigrades and claw-footed dressers. What is your <laughs> fucking point? Uh. By, by the way, everyone always does this, but like Google image two-month-old fetus. Oh, what God. I want you to picture is like a tiny bean-sized baby. What it looks like is a wet shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did this right. I and and even and I pulled up one of these like happy clappy little follow your pregnancy sites. Right, that's like your baby mm -hmm. at eight weeks. And 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 the the positive thing on the screen is at eight weeks your baby is the size of a raspberry. And like I yeah yeah it, is, it does not have arms and legs and a brain and it cannot you know deliver a dissertation on sart and uh, all the shit <laughs> it's <says>. got paddles <laughs> right it's got paddles that aren't even in the position of arms yet that look like they're eating the little heart it's yeah it's right right it looks absolutely it looks like yoshi chewing on his own heart is what it looked like to me so okay and then of just asking questions, guy, Matt Damon's stunt double, here he goes, well, now, I think we can all agree that babies are alive at the point of conception. He thinks we can all agree 
with a thing that only approximately 20% of people in this country agree with, and that's because we're a dumb country. And I was so confused here. I was like, wait, because one of the major arguments in this movie will be, well, we don't know when life begins, except that the basic assumption is... I know when life begins. Yeah. I know exactly the moment when life begins. And then later on, they'll be like, nobody knows when life begins except that lady. She knows. <laughs> but everyone else <laughs> just guessing. And, 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 and oh. I just want to point out again, you know, as, as, as an outsider coming into this, like I, I as a listener, I, I, I listened to the life zone and I was going, Oh, Eli and Heath keep saying that the, the lady keeps saying that, uh, you know, it's alive as soon as cum touches an egg. And I was, Oh, it's a wacky joke. No, that's literally what she says in this movie without a trace yes. of irony. Like, that's not a joke. That's the script. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She's like, yep, come as a person right away. And one other guy is like, hold on. Well, that's a great point. I'm pro-choice, but I never thought of that. Come as a person <laughs> if you really think about it. You know what? Let's look at a video. Let's look at a video. Yeah. Ready? Ready? Watch. Come, 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 come. Person. See? <laughs> look at that. There it is. Also, uh, I just realized that I'm a mass murderer because of all the jerking off. So <laughs> if one of you wouldn't mind kidnapping me, or actually, you know what? A uh, little, little fresh idea here. One of you should rape me. I don't know. Oh, Stop me from jerking off, right? Well, but now apparently, though, if, and and Andrew, you can back me up on this. If you rape someone, as long as you get them pregnant and then kidnap them, that's partly legal, right? I, well, what you need to figure out first is not just is it legally wrong, but is it morally wrong? Well, right, right. Well, Andrew, I'm really glad you gave that answer because it is relevant oh, to my God. situation. <laughs> don't take legal advice from god awful movies. <laughs> Well, Do I it. think I think I you're DNA allowed. Evidence, everybody. You're allowed to rape somebody to prevent them from kidnapping somebody who's going to kidnap somebody <laughs> who's going to prevent an abortion. Right? right? No, right. That would be yeah. If you un unaborted un didn't unkidnap the, the kidnapper of a rape. kidnapper yeah, exactly. of an abortion. It, exactly. Ends with a guy fucking himself. He's just like no one's getting murdered, <laughs> raped, kidnapped today. I, I, and again, I, I rape kidnap myself. I, I don't want to spoil later in this movie, but like not guilty. The protagonist of this movie will say, well, when a human life is involved, that outweighs everything else, including your stupid rights. Like, I, it, it, yeah. literally, the implication yep. of this movie is eh, to stop abortion. There's literally nothing you cannot do. Yeah. Well, I was starting to wonder at a certain point how it was even legal to make this <laughs> movie. Right. Because that's so clearly the message of this is like, but if you bomb the abortion clinic and no janitors get killed I, right <laughs> like isn't that the argument that they're presenting I, it, it, I think it goes beyond yep. that right because you should it have is. been you should have been cleaning up in that abortion clinic right like, come on. <laughs> you chose that yeah. you chose that Ugh. you didn't get raped into it and even if you did this movie would still think you don't oh, what you wear into Planned Parenthood that is the question <laughs> I should have stolen the car of the guy who was going to rape you into being the janitor at the <laughs> swallow the fly, to swallow the chicken, to stop the toad, to stop the toad. To so, all right. So now they're going to they're going to vote again uh, to suspense music number six. So the foreman goes through the votes. Now, again, as you recall, he's not super good with numbers. <laughs> And, and and really, honestly, the reason he isn't is because Ken knows, right? He doesn't know a lot about making movies, but he knows the people who are going to like this movie is, are going to need someone at the end to go, 
All right, that was nine guilty and three not guilty. <laughs> Giant sigh of relief from the foreman who's like pouring yeah. sweat at that point. <laughs> oh. So that's nine guilty and and yeah. You didn't let Howard. me finish. Thank you, but I was going to say I was going to we'll say We'll say it. it at the same time. One, five, two, <laughs> three. Countdown was what I was doing. Three, three, three. We, landed, we all I was counting down to get agreed the right on three. Number. I was counting up first so. and then down. Why did you throw rock? <laughs> There's three papers. I thought you might have gotten an abortion, so I threw a rock at you. I was <laughs> That's perfectly legal. And the camera see. zooms in on that third vote, and it is just not, by the way. It is not, it is not, not yeah, guilty. Right. It's it's just they the could word not, not be bothered. <laughs> No, I was taking back my last one, like the Wayne's World joke. No? Okay. So, And they're like, three not guilty votes. Who's the second one? Which is kind of weird. And Matt Damon's uh, stunt double goes, well, I vote, voted not guilty because I started thinking about my kids not being alive. Yeah, yeah. Th this is literally the argument for kidnapping anyone who is doing anything other than having hot, unprotected sex every moment of their lives. <laughs> oh, I, I am <laughs> two <Yeah>. votes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's also a great over here. <laughs> the guy goes, "Look, if my wife was going to have an abortion, I'd kidnap the fuck out of her." And I ever say, like, "Yeah, well, no, that would be. I guess I would too." What? That yeah. is the crazy, right? Literally, that is the craziest thing I have ever. The good guy in the movie is like, I mean, I would kidnap my wife, and everyone's like, rumble, rumble, rumble. Well, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is where they have to follow it up with Eastern European lady going, Well, I don't know if kidnapping is or isn't forbidden by law, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I mean, if the guy from Saw had a fetus on the line, like, I totally get it. <laughs> Like, I mean, he has a pretty good motivation there. That's fair. Also, there's a there, lawyer guy, a wide tie guy who is going to be central to the plot later on. This is when he voiced my inner monologue and was like, hey, why are you people fucking idiots? Right. <laughs> At which point, one of the guys goes, hey, 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 you don't call names. OK, just because someone disagrees with you about kidnapping. Also. Would you like to fight? I'm here to challenge yes. you to a fight. <laughs> it is so perfectly the pro-life stance. It's just like, yes. hey, no need for incivility. Would you like to have a fist fight? I'd love to have a fist fight. <laughs> I guarantee you, if Ken Del Vecchio gets his hands on this episode, he will end up challenging us to a fist fight. There is no question in my heart and mind that in a six-minute conversation with Ken Del Vecchio in which you disagree, three of them are him hinting that he could kick your ass. <laughs> that Jersey guy thing, he's doing burpees on the ground. Huh? This could be you. This could be you. Ha! Huh? When when we're putting someone up, we're, we're all agreed that's, that's Heath, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Heath does fighting on behalf of the company. Yeah, <laughs> no one does words. He does fighting and eating contests. You do lawyering. I do raping. Oh, no. Eli does not do any actual raping. Those are jokes. <laughs> what if we needed to stop someone from kidnapping a janitor? <laughs> this is why we needed you on this particular episode, Andrew. I hope you understand. All right. So then, not guilty lady chimes in and she's like, "But remember all those pictures they showed us of crushed baby heads from abortions, like." 
in the, in the kidnapping the case, remember case. how yeah. some of the admissible evidence was crushed baby heads from abortions? I, you know, most people don't what? most people don't know this, but in all my breach of contract cases, I like to submit, you know, crushed baby heads into evidence. It's exhibit six. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's, just so they know. Yeah. So they know who you, you you're not fucking around. Your Honor, I'd like to submit the panicked fever dreams of Kyla Fiorina. <laughs> Knows a lot about murdering her children. That's a long callback. Yes. She let her child die. I thought. <laughs> All right. So now we get we have to we have to set up another clip. And this is going to be the clip. Of my favorite scene of, of the life zone and possibly of all time in which Ken Del Vecchio will be eating eggs and poning a pro-choicer. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, he's eating deviled eggs, just tearing through them. And there's scotch and there's killing babies like it's really pressing all my buttons. Here. Like, they start like whispering and tapping stuff. That's like great ASMR. Just like. Cutting a fetus in half with scissors. <laughs> and, oh, scotch, scotch me. tape it back together. And, and we can't. <laughs> but then rip it uh, apart. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I could um, really go for some eggs and the, scotch right now. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not so much the dead fetus. But all right. So and, and we have to emphasize here that like we're making this joke. You have to imagine a guy who as he's talking is actively shoving deviled <laughs> eggs into his mouth shit's flying out of it and stuff as he's talking like that's literally how this scene plays out it's like vegan propaganda like it, it, it actually makes sense if it was vegan propaganda and the guy was like oh babies are so important eats an egg i love babies we shouldn't kill people's babies egg i'd be like oh okay the earthlings guy got out of whatever grass trap they're putting him in and he's free now. get him back into his combine but I'm sorry, I want to go back to this idea of it's okay to commit a crime to stop another crime, because I just want to know what would happen if they were in this jury room and that went wrong, went wrong, went wrong, went wrong. Well, here's something public. I changed my vote to not guilty. No, no, you can't do that. You well, can't just switch. Yes, she can. That's her right. But if she does, she'll set a criminal free. Ooh, that's a good point. We should kidnap her. Yes, kidnap what? her. What? Yep. No, no, I'll kidnap you. No, I, I kidnap you now. No, no, no I'm, kidnapping. I'm kidnapping. I'm kidnapping you. you. I'm kidnapping you. Kidnapping. Guys, I'm guys, kidna you're guys, kidnapped. obviously you're both kidnapped. Not if I kidnap, I kidnap you first. No, kidnap. it's not. If you can't Stop. kidnap the kidnapping. You're kidnapped. The, kidnapped. The, oh, Everyone's kidnapped. <laughs> Dog pot. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. That's all I'm saying is this all ends in a kidnap circle. It ends in a kidnap circle. Also, okay, so then we, we get done with that clip. Uh, the foreman turns to everybody and they're like, and he's like, well, and everybody's like, yeah, that dude totally should have arrived having eaten. Why wouldn't? He's, it's disgusting. And then they start having the debate again about when a drop of cum becomes a human being. Which is immediately, by the way, instantaneously uh, is the correct answer. And the claim that she makes is like, look, in 1973, abortionists could just 
pull a baby out of the womb and shoot it in the head. <laughs> I, yeah, I never thought I, I mean, because somebody brings up Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is still good law. And that's why she says the 1973, that's the year it came out. Right? I never thought I would mm-hmm. be on a podcast answering the question, can a jury in a kidnapping case in New Jersey overturn 45 years of Supreme Court precedent? <laughs> the answer to that is no, by the way. I did, 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 no, 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 it cannot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, the argument she's making is back in 73, a baby couldn't live outside of the womb a- a- after five months. Now it can. So therefore, you can't say that when a baby or when a fetus can live on its own, that's when it's alive because that would change and things changing makes them not count i but while she's saying all of this this actual line appears she says so abortionists could just blast their brains to smithereens and kill them like a housefly all right how does she kill houseflies what I just wanted to show a video of Planned Parenthood killing flying fetuses, swatting at them, put over to like the inside of the fetuses flying around, just angrily See, went- swatting, and then like Mr. Miyagi doing an abortion with chopsticks. <laughs> and, like- See, I went the other direction. I pictured this woman like executing a house fly in an ISIS video, right? Yeah, right, right. And I just went with uh, the average house fly is one centimeter long and the average eight-week fetus is one and a half centimeters long. So, <laughs> Yeah, you could use the same. But no, you have to blow their brains to smithereens. You have to get a little, little tiny bomb. They make these very small little bombs for plant parents. <laughs> So, so apparently they have to ask the judge, though, about the house five <laughs> brain explosions. So the foreman calls uh, the, the, the secretary or whatever. And he says, is there a law that says like what a human life is? <laughs> and I wanted the secretary to be like, yes, Roe v. Wade. I'm not going to bother the fucking judge with that. Yes. <laughs> idiot. But I'm sorry. I actually really want to hear that conversation with the judge. How is that conversation going to go? Hi, Judge Torres. Yeah, that's uh, never going to happen. Thanks to you. What? Uh, uh, no, never mind. Sorry. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Sorry. We were just wondering, uh, when is a baby a human being? You you were wondering when a baby was a human being in this kidnapping case. Yeah, because like... Now tell them about right, the baby thing that we thought of. I, I am, I am. Because like, if someone was going to murder my kid, right, I would stop yeah, them. Yeah, uh, stopping a crime isn't a crime. That's called self-defense. This is a kidnapping case. It's about a crime. It, it wouldn't be legal to kidnap somebody to protect your child. It would be legal to stop them from murdering your child. Right. Right. So kidnapping is, is... Is never legal. That's why you're here. Is never legal. <laughs> it's never legal. Thanks. Great. Good. <laughs> I don't oh, think no. he has that right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, coming out of that setup, the woman goes... Well, that sounds like a very well thought out question. Does it? Does it really? He used the term something growing inside a woman instead of fetus at that point. Was that a very well thought out question? I don't I feel like it was not. Also, small thing. We see a box with the evidence in it. And on the box, it says case number six, six, seven. Oh, really? So why would it be 
one like did they round an integer up to another <laughs> integer because they're fucking stupid? What? Why? What? What was case six or was this the one? I, I don't I, understand. I feel like that would have been giving it away too much or something. Oh, it's it's, it's very it. subtle then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't notice it. Um, all right. So now, uh, not guilty lady says, you know, she's like, okay, well, let's all be honest. Obviously, I'm right. Science and shit says that come as a is a human and in the middle of that point the judge pops oh, yeah. in and i mean <laughs> pops in just, right like within five seconds wearing robes like he's fucking yes. judicial iron man and there's like a robot to just like shoot him into his shit and he flies over and, and, and he's and he's doing a bit too right i mean like yeah, uh, yes yeah he's uh, all you, you, you know who does not just <laughs> pop into the jury deliberation room to run like judge dangerfield over here is like oh, i gotta tell you i don't get no respect from this jury like I, it's amazing <laughs> he's touching he's first of all he's doing a ton of touching he comes in and he immediately starts like running his hands up and down everybody's <laughs> arms he's doing the like something on your shirt gag he like pulls the robes over his head and he's like oh, oh look i'm an anti-clan member just kidding it's fucking nuts <laughs> it absolutely is so and also like i said he just he bursts into the room like like Kramer. Now he's gonna do this over and over again. From this point on, he's gonna do this every few minutes or so. And it's so ridiculous, they might as well have him like popping out of a cabinet like he's delivering the punchline and a joke from laughing or something, or popping out of a trash can like he's gonna teach some kids to count in <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> Over and over again, he's going to do that. So he comes in, he works the room a little. <laughs> and then he gives, he gives the answer to their question. But he gives it with, like, really telling ellipses, right? Because he's like, yes, if someone shoots a pregnant woman uh, in, the, in the stomach or, or in the face, he clarifies, <laughs> doesn't really matter where he shoots her, uh, that person is guilty of a double... Uh, <laughs> And and, oh, and, and I, I hear this from like pro-lifers a lot who who don't understand that this is a pro-choice argument, right? Like the reason it's a crime yeah. to shoot a pregnant woman is because it's up to her to decide what to do with the thing inside of her and not you. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that, that mean it's a double kidnapping? <laughs> that, I feel like they're focused on the wrong... Thing. Also, also, it's weird how you said the location of the kill shot, but just like, <laughs> but really, the double kidnapping thing is what we should be focused on. Also, in 23 states, it I googled this, it doesn't matter what state of pregnancy someone is in, which mm -hmm. seems, I would feel cheated if I like burst into a bedroom and just as a guy comes, I shoot his wife in the head and now I'm going down for twice that. <laughs> Like this dude's fucking my wife. I shoot her, and then all of a sudden I'm down for two. I didn't even get to shoot him. Mm -mm. No, also not Eli's fair. felching it out. Oh no, no! <laughs> oh, I got it. It doesn't count. It's one. So, got a so push. You, so you're saying you're saying the show might count. marginally deter Eli from future crime. Okay, good. I, I'm glad to know we're doing yeah, you know, right. good work here. <laughs> right? Yeah, Eli. I you never know if the lady you're shooting in the face is pregnant. So be careful. Um, also, I, I got to point out one little other element about the judge 
is that after he answers this question and he gets the big double homicide, he turns around and walks out as they shout more questions to him. Yeah, yeah. You always leave on a high note, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Please don't leave. We still have questions. All right, that's all for me. The red light just came on. Thank you. <laughs> Weird. And then, of course, as he walks out, not guilty lady finishes the point she was making mid-ellipsis. Right. She's just like and before he comes in, she's like, so therefore, by science, I would be correct, as I was saying before he entered and made my point for me. Yeah. And she's making that the bright line point again. Like, it's impossible to say whether it's, you know, a baby or not at that exact moment. It's impossible to say whether a single kidnapping or a double kidnapping <laughs> happened. How do you draw that line? You should all be pro-life. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> um, but now it's time for for crazy hot oh. juror to be. Convinced by Ken Del Vecchio eating eggs, right? The, the the blonde that's just been sitting there not saying anything. Who's, by the way, I, I checked her IMDb. Almost everything else is like, you know, bikini clad cave girls or something like that. So, you know, there's there, she's got some good work uh, in her past as well. I'll do um, but, some research after this movie. I'll yeah, I bet that. you will. <laughs> so, <laughs> but she's changing her vote. She's so convinced. Um, and, and she also repeats the argument that Ken Del Vecchio is the same red line argument, but in a far more convoluted uh, of a way. So now they have to uh, they have to vote again, uh, which means the foreman has to do more counting. <laughs> and it's just getting worse for him. He's like, wow, that one's seven, 12 from second. That's got a two. And a <laughs> I got a kerosene. All right. If I add them, that's 19. But then I take them both away. That's back down to 12. We have 12 <laughs> votes for guilty. Great. Good trial, everybody. Yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> uh, okay. So now it's six to six. And juror three would like to present his argument in favor of guilty via a clip of the last movie. This is, I think, the biggest like bullshit reason to use the clip, because obviously the reason they wanted to use this clip is because this is the clip with Robert Loja, right? And they, that's a, an actor you might recognize. So they want to make sure that they double down on the Loja <laughs> here. Yeah. So his argument is, no, of course it was a kidnapping Listen to Robert Loja explain what a kidnapping is in minute detail. And not just explain. I mean, Loja co comes out and, and again, I, I didn't see the life zone. So I only knew this because you made fun of the of this exact scene on the last episode on the life zone episode of Gam. But but Loja basically comes out and allocutes as to each and every element of kidnapping. He's like, I I am <laughs> detaining you against your will. You might ask this, but consider me your jailer. Like, I mean, it is literally like a, a confession. <laughs> written by the prosecutor that he signed and agreed to deliver. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> also, he's got small thing again. We mentioned it last time too. He's got the same, the weird objects on his desk, right? including like a little treasure chest. Like, I feel like, I feel like Robert Loja just carries these things around in real life. And it is just like, Hey, can you put down your tiny little treasure chest just for like this one? So no, he's no. biting an AD. Give me it back. That's how much life I have left in there. <laughs> Don't open it or I'll die. Also, is this where we get the double entendre thing? Oh, it may have been. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, there's business meeting guy and business meeting guy obviously has to go sell someone a lot of carpet because he has spent the entire movie going, oh, man, I had planned my business meeting 35 seconds after the trial ended. Why is this deliberation not over? And at this point, 
one of the people says something. I honestly don't remember what, but he says something like, yeah, maybe I'll decide not to go. That's a double entendre. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's, it's where she says, uh, uh, he says, she says, what's your business meeting about? He says, it's none of your business. See, right. that was a double entendre because <laughs> it was a business meeting and it's none of your business. <laughs> nope, not what that means. And, and I could just, I was just thinking of the like Futurama, like that's not irony. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, then we got we so we come out of the Robert Loja clip and then the black comic relief lady has to present the argument from. But it was a super nice kidnapping. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Where they're like, well, they didn't hurt him. And that, that seemed like a pretty nice place. Yeah, it's such a weird argument. She's like, yeah. Did you see how nice the accommodations were for Stacey? That's clearly not hell. Like me, I masturbate while weeping uncontrollably every night in my shitty apartment because I'm lonely, please kidnap me. Yeah, maybe I'll get an abortion. I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah, kidding. And, and let's not pass lightly over the fact that there are only two African Americans in this movie and the writer puts in the black lady's mouth the words, oh, please, they were well-fed, clothed, she got non-consensual medical care, like they only had to ask one white dude for permission to speak. I mean, this is basically Stephen Douglas's entire argument. <laughs> Come on, plenty of tussing. <laughs> she was great. All right. Relax. Yeah, so we're not just going back to relitigate Roe v. Wade. We're going all the way back to Lincoln Douglas for this one. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was cool that Candace Owens showed up in a movie, but that's just, I guess it's just me. <laughs> so now, I, of course, this is where I'm thinking, wait a minute. The closet in my guest room is definitely nicer than wherever the fuck Kel Ken Del Vecchio is staying I have his permission to kidnap him, right? <laughs> yeah. As long as I give him a better place to stay. If you as long have as more you occasionally money. slide eggs under the door, absolutely. <laughs> or if you're happier, you can just kidnap anybody if you're happier than them, yeah. too. I'm going to kidnap the shit out of Eli. Um, and of course, this is where Not Guilty Lady repeats the only argument she has, which is, but if they hadn't kidnapped her, we'd have two dead babies. Right, so... So the the next logical step is to see those babies being <laughs> alive. I wanted one person to be like, all right, well, now I want to see a world where they're dead, where like she can go on nice vacations and <laughs> meet a capoeira instructor and make 20% more money. This is, like, this is a really strange version of It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, now we're going to see the video of now, okay, so at the very least, they didn't put these two kids on the stand. That's what I thought we were going to see, right? I thought we were going to see video of these two kids sitting in a courtroom. Um, but no, this is some kind of, I, they're calling it a deposition, but it's these two kids being asked if they want to meet their real daddy. Now, they're twins, so they, of course, they give one testimony. Twins are allowed to give the one testimony. Yeah, that, that, that's a little um, known the, case of Zan versus Jaina. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, and fun fact, did you know that sometimes twins come out different races? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's foster out. twins. Pretty sure it's foster twins. Foster Half twins. twins. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, very clearly here. Um, these kids, maybe they do have the same dad. 
Ken Del Vecchio. Um, one but, of them uh, is Ken Del Vecchio's kid, the boy. Oh, is he? Yeah. And the other one very clearly is not his, because she's from like best Latina <laughs> friend. Ecuador. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But also, I want to point out that the actual video we watch here is the kids going like, I like to play with cars. Do you like to play with cars? I have a, a toy car, too. All right. That's it. It's so that is fucking creepy. It's so like, hello, seven-year-old kids. We have some questions for you about <laughs> semen for this deposition. And, and the kid, the seven-year-old kid, he's like, I have, yeah, great. No, I have lots of thoughts about the philosophy of cum, but can we talk about cars first? I feel more comfortable if we ease into it. I really need it. to warm up by talking about cars. And I, I just love Noah's notes here, which is just, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, seriously, where am I right now? <laughs> So now, not guilty lady coming out of the video of those the the, the children is going to have a violin backed monologue about all the dead or unborn babies that never oh, get oh, justice. And, and again, right, outsider for the benefit of the audience, like that's not just Noah being funny. Like there's literally a violin playing loudly. Like, there it is. Rounds out her lungs. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> And then, okay, so she finishes. The room's real quiet for a while. I was wanting the black lady to fart. That would have been hilarious, but no. Then the white tie guy, the guy who's been the most, like, these, they're guilty. He takes a picture of his son out of his wallet, like a 13-year-old kid. And his son also didn't get aborted. Um, and he's real happy that his kid's alive, but he's still not quite convinced. <laughs> uh, I wanted businessman guy to pull out like a series of nudes he has from his 19 year old girlfriend and be like, oh, no, I was just admiring what it's like not to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. You got a school picture of him there. Yeah, that seems fun. <laughs> I bet he yells at you sometimes. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, yeah, so there's my kid shot up a school. There's the other side of the coin for you. <laughs> <laughs> should have had an abortion so, and now there's another lady who also is going to change her vote to not guilty because the kids are cute and she says and i quote their little lives they don't have they have little because they're kids are more important than the law yeah and and so again as as we pointed out this is a christian apologetics movie so none of the adults in it have names right she's just juror number whatever <laughs> i've got her in my notes right. as grandma uh but grandma <laughs> changes her votes and then says i feel awful and then the reasonable old guy who holds out as guilty till nearly the end says why and and grandma says because I voted not guilty before, right? She means to say because I voted guilty before, right. but no one yeah. either. Well, two options. Either no one in the film noticed this or this is a like a Calculon does one take moment. Like, eh, who's going <laughs> to die? Guilty, not guilty. Who's going to notice? Right. What's the difference? I really wish they'd done a Bible man uh, style ADR. Saying, guilty. <laughs> Willie but, Ames runs in front of her. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, I, I feel like any time a juror has a sentence that's formulated as X is more important than the law, I feel like we get rid of that juror. If we don't, I feel like we should. Yeah. I feel like that should be a rule. Yeah, I literally just got the pink letter for jury duty again. And this movie is basically a list of things I can say so that they will eject <laughs> me from that room via catapult. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I feel like just when you walk in, they should be list the things that are more important than the law. All right. Everyone who wrote stuff is out. You're gone. You have to go now. All right. So now the judge 
pokes out from between the books on the shelf or something and says, here's some charts about what babies look like when they're not born yet. And then leaves. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait. He doesn't leave because um, the Eastern European lady has to go like, uh, oh, by the way, why the fuck would you have admitted the video of the kids into this trial? And he goes, ah, I'm wacky. I'm wacky like that. <laughs> and then this is where uh, not guilty lady has to throw in her like Columbo moment as he's walking away. She's like, one more question. Imagine she's got this ridiculous fucking what she goes. Imagine if I smashed a baby to death inside its mom's womb with a baseball bat covered in shards of glass tipped with poison extracted from harpoon baby seals with landmines. <laughs> that's that's not a question. Yes, but, but imagine if I did. There's this crazy moment. She goes, if someone's trying to kill a pregnant woman and Dave, who's in a wheelchair, shoots her to stop her from murdering her. And he's like, wait, why is Dave in a wheelchair? And she goes like, I don't know, right? Like a wheelchair? <laughs> like, a wheelchair picture. Like, and everybody picture, laughs. Right? Everybody's like watching like, the Paralympics. <laughs> All I'm saying is that these. this is what the questions on Thomas takes the bar would sound like if the American judicial system had any balls. It would be shit like this. You should totally do that. Andrew, because you know Thomas doesn't listen to this shit. Next time you do Thomas takes the bar, you should ask him that question and just pretend, like, try to pull it off like that's really the question on the bar. All right. If Dave is beating a woman to death with a baseball bat, when Mike, it, who's in a wheelchair, you know, that's, he'll be like, oh, okay, so that's a distractor. I get it. I get wheelchair. It. Okay, hold on. Well, you're, you're actually not allowed to ask a person in a wheelchair why they're about to shoot somebody. <laughs> that's a rule. I think it's D. And also, this is they. So they. She asks. She asks the judge that question. And he's like, "Huh? I could answer that now, but it would be more suspenseful if I waited." Oh. So he leaves. Yeah, the next time Judge Sticky here comes back in, he's gonna have watermelons and a sledgehammer. Like, ugh. <laughs> I really wanted some more scenarios there. Like, wait, like they should have gone into way more questions. Like, okay, Nancy Kerrigan has a fetus in her knee. Tanya Harding hires a guy to kill it with a baseball bat. But then, okay, wait for it, wait for it. A lesbian. <laughs> Is gonna shoot a Samoan lesbian is gonna shoot a poison neck dart at Tanya Harding. What do we do now? <laughs> On her wedding day. <laughs> and, then, so, and then a trolley. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where they make the pros and cons list, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Redheaded lady wants them to each write down all of the arguments in favor of acquittal and all the arguments in favor of uh, a guilty vote there. I wanted so badly for lawyer lady or lawyer guy to just walk up and write the word kidnapping and then underline it and be like, there. I just, I just thought this was amazing because she's like, I, I want you to write down on that whiteboard all the arguments in favor of acquittal. And I'm like, Eli just carries around a whiteboard like that. <laughs> he just has one at the ready. Um, but yeah, the question is basically, can you recap the movie up to this point? So they so they have Eastern European lady go in there and she writes down all of the various arguments in favor of the kidnapping, which apparently include like all the other crimes they did too. 
Right? Like, those are the points she's writing down. Not, like, evidence that they kidnapped her because fucking duh. But it's also, yeah, oh, so they tortured her uh, and shit. Yeah, they, they were forced. She was forced to give birth. There were, and this is, again, direct line from the movie, many non-consensual medical examinations. Like, pro tip, yeah. if you're a pro-life uh, uh, filmmaker, like, maybe you want to ixnay on the non-consensual medical examinations. <laughs> uh, Terminology. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Margaret Sanger could do it. See, this is the thing, you people. <laughs> Ooh, I love her so much. But then when we start doing unnecessary forced medical experiments, you're just like, oh, but, uh. black people don't have to be Democrats, Andrew. <laughs> you can't make them unless you think being a Democrat would make them commit a crime, in which case you can. But I will rape you. <laughs> Heath, will you kidnap me right. for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, with the uh, kidnapping as defined by law, common use, and Webster's defense firmly in place, we're going to pause for a quick break here, let the suspense build before they write out that other list. But first, got to give Act 3 the hard sell. Is there really anything wrong with kidnapping a woman and doing forced medical procedures on her? Okay, but what if it's just a little bit? Okay, but what if you don't really mean it that much? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the somehow yet crazier conclusion of... Cries of the Unborn. Hi, uh, I'm here for the movie screening. Oh, hello, Heath. You mean the movie about the jury that turns out they're in hell? Watching the movie about the girls who turn out to be in hell? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm here for. Come on in, Heath. You're our only patron tonight, and there's just one showing. I'm... The only patron, and you're only showing one movie just just once? Yes, I'm the theater owner. You can call me Say. Say Tan. So, Satan? Is that what you're yes. Are you saying? Yes. I mean, what? What? What did you say? Some, y- your what? name is clearly Satan. No. No, it's uh, Say Tan. It's, it's uh, Polish. Uh, and the movie yeah, no. is about to begin. Uh, quick you... question. Am I in hell right now? Is that what's happening? Uh, no. You're in a movie theater. A, a movie Normal. theater that only shows one movie and I'm the only guy watching it? Yeah. It's like Shape of Water. People okay. don't see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm in hell. Got it. Maybe you should just watch the movie. And watch then watch find... the movie about people in hell watching a movie about people in hell? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. Yes, I promise the ending is shocking. Is the ending that I'm in hell? No. Okay, this was fun. Uh, uh, well, okay, at least I have some popcorn. Is, uh, you said that weird. Is, is this a hell thing or is that just popcorn? I, I don't understand. It's a hell thing. Okay, I'm gonna go. Damn it. Spiky. You just say it regular. Just say pop, popcorn. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our jurors, one lady had just written out all the kidnapping is illegal points on one whiteboard. And now it's time for not guilty lady to write down all the reasons why kidnapping is legal. She seems convinced that there are more than zero. Yeah. Uh, one of them is. 
these are not ugly seven-year-olds. <laughs> these are smoking hot seven-year-olds. Write that down. Sexually attractive kids she does, on she's the like, whiteboard. Those kids are so cute. Like, what if they hadn't been? <laughs> what mean, the fuck? To be fair, Heath and I saw a man cat call a child the other day on our way home. So it matters. It's so, it was so upsetting. He made right. cat calling worse. And the kid was ugly, too. Like, it was, <laughs> it was really weird. Heath got jealous. It was weird. We had very different reactions to the man cat calling a child. <laughs> all right. So they go through uh, repeating all their various arguments up to this point. Um, and I love because we we're seeing like the whiteboard behind her. And like one of the first things she's written is twins would be. And then in giant letters, dead as one of the points that twins would be dead. And then, of course, right below that is the no doctor, no scientist, no educator. No one can define when life begins except me, obviously. Otherwise, this point doesn't work for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, I love I love the two whiteboards for a couple of reasons. So first is if if you're watching this yet again, this movie has no continuity editor. Right. So both times you have someone actually writing on the board and then it changes to different handwriting, different words, <laughs> yes. different color ink up there. It's 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 pretty <laughs> impressive. And, and, then, and the other thing is, right, they've they've outlined the seven or eight arguments for why kidnapping is kidnapping and also why there was, you know, torture and intentional infliction of emotional distress. I really like a lot of, of different problems. And then uh, so on the other whiteboard, they have to make the same argument and phrase it, you know, slightly yeah, different right. ways. Seven so times. have <laughs> enough numbers. Yes. <laughs> the babies would be dead. We, the babies would not be alive. The babies would not exist. Yeah, right. Over and over it's over a tie. <laughs> there we go. Even. Square, count it. Stop trying to push the baby back inside. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> also, this is where wide tie guy who keeps looking at the picture of his son makes the vegetarian point. Oh. Right, where he's like, hey, I'm a vegetarian, but I don't like kidnap people to prevent them from eating hamburgers, which I don't know why he doesn't. You need to stop the carnage menace, but we'll move on from that. And her response is literally just, um, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> But then, but then the foreman cuts in, and he's like, "Well, but I'm an NRA member, and I wouldn't kidnap people because they don't like guns." And then the audience is like, "Okay, now I get it. I didn't get it when you said vegetarian, but when you said NRA member, oh, he says he the, wouldn't kidnap an anti-gun nut. Yeah, we don't have it? those. What is he doing? He shows up at an office and he's taking away everyone's guns. They're just like, oh, didn't that guy oh God, he's got our guns. He's got our guns." Oh, it's the best. He's like, okay, well, uh, vegetarian, gross, but uh, I have a better example. I'm an NRA member and I don't kidnap people who try to take away my justified homicide machine. Wait. <laughs> Fuck. Somebody else go. Somebody else Wait, go. Wait, if someone took away my guns because I was going to commit a crime with... No! Oh, <laughs> never mind. Are you going to commit the crime against semen, Eli? Oh. Some, yeah, someone right, rape me. Right. Someone rape me. Quick. It's just, <laughs> just giant Reservoir Dogs ending right there. Yeah, right. Of rape and gunshots. <laughs> and also, okay, just in case this movie hasn't gotten fucked up crazy enough for you, someone goes... Well, what about in cases of rape and incest and not guilty is like, yeah, those bitches deserve to have babies, too. 
I this is this is the perfect illustration of the this is your movie guys. <laughs> like, yes, this, these these fetuses were not the product of life of of of, of rape or incest. So you don't have to defend that, but you know, not guilty <laughs> lady. No, you totally happy. But they they chose to, and they're like mom's fault. Why why yes. is she teasing her brother? She was being teased. Like look how the druggers are. <laughs> Next done. Got it. <laughs> Well, was, when it's a legitimate rape. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Right. They just about go there. Also, I love it. One, at this point, somebody turns to not guilty lady and he goes, are you a, wait a minute, wait a second. Are you a religious nut? And she goes, well, I don't know what you mean by religious nut, but and I'm like, yeah, no, that's a yes. That's yes. it. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I wanted him so badly to be like, oh, the morality of the Bible. Okay. Uh, the kids were Canaanites. Can we get rid of it now? And she's like, oh, yeah, smash that shit on the rocks. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get you to your business meeting, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, because now they have to argue about what the Bible says about abortions, like juries do, Ugh. you know. As a matter of fact, they even call the judge and they're like, can we get a Bible in here? They actually have a whole moment there where it's like, you know, hey, well, what kind of Bible? I, I don't know. K, KJV, I guess. I wanted her to keep going into the discrepancies. Like, he's like, what about the uh, just the King James Bible? And she's like, well, which version? Are there multiple <laughs> versions? Yeah, no, there's over 200 versions. And that's not counting corrections and omissions made later by publishers that have nothing to do with. OK, you know what? Just bring me the book. Stop. Just, you know what I meant. Bring me, I'm pretending, the now Bible. The now one. You, all right, did you want that in the original Greek? No, I want it in English, please. How about Aramaic? No, just give it Hebrew. No, just give me the one that they translated in like the 80s. Uh, original, <laughs> I want it in the original English with the pictures. <laughs> and, then, and then because, again, nobody in this movie, like people have occasionally associated with this movie, have occasionally talked to actual pro-choice people. So they, they have baby Mark Cuban over in the corner go, oh, yeah, you're going to bring the Bible in here. Can we also get the Farmer's Almanac? Can we also get a copy of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit? But but they don't know enough to have him say, can we also get the Quran, the Book of Mormon, yes. the Bhagavad Gita? Like, yeah, no. Uh, no no, yeah, one, no right, one can voice right. that point because obviously we're all Christian. Well, and, and that's the thing, though, is if that's the one point that they can't voice because they're like, yeah, we got nothing for that, right? They, 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 they like voluntarily bring up rape and incest and go like, yeah, no, the baby should with the little flipper arms. Like, flipper arms are fine in the end incest babies what do you have against flipper arms um but they can't bring up the yeah there are other jury. religions <laughs> <laughs> or even be the foreman all right and also we should point out that the angry men are angry right like over and over again in this they almost go to blows which is amazing because none of these actors seem to even know what you would do with a fist if you started a fight right like they'll ball up their fist and then hold it in a way that has nothing to do with punching <laughs> He was definitely hoisting an imaginary flag. It was so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, dude, the the angle of the wrist isn't even right here. But then the judge shows up with a Bible. <sighs> you guys wanted a Bible? Again, just pops out of a fucking trash can, drops out of a Futurama <sighs> tube or something. He's in the room with him. And he's like, I brought you a Bible. They start asking him more legal questions, but he's being super coy, you know? 
Oh, will I answer your question? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. And smoke bomb. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a, a judge. Uh, America, what a country! Pops back yes. in to deliver his latest routine about how he's got to catch a flight, but it's you know going to stop off at the Empire State Building just before he gets fired as the voice of the Aflac Duck. Like, <laughs> oh God, just just judge. It's uh. yeah. So he brings him a Bible. Good. Now they have all the. And for that, pictures of dead fetuses and the Bible. This should this should help out in the kidnapping case. Oh, by the way, also the the it's still a little chilly in this room. They still haven't fixed that. Right, and they're going through the Bible for like the verses that say abortion is bad, <laughs> and they get nowhere close to abortion is bad. They're no. like, all right, so God created humans and to eat animals. Uh, be fruitful and multiply, even if you get raped. That's implied. That's implied. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, based on her citations, God gave you control to rape animals. Like I don't know what her <laughs> argument. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. They've created their own ridiculous standard, and they failed. Right? They're changing the rules. They're making them up as they go, and the other team didn't show up, and they're still losing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because she's like, uh, you, you know, like, well, what about this one? And they're like, no, that doesn't that doesn't actually say what you say at all. And she's like, well, but that's where faith comes in. What? You got to believe that's what these words. Yes. Mean. <sighs> that's actually her <laughs> argument. She goes, uh, well, what about Psalms 2210? I was cast upon thee from the womb. And I'm like, oh, well, if we're doing Psalms. Uh, you know, about casting and babies. Can I counter with 137.9? Cause that's some, <laughs> yeah. that's some late term abortion right there. And God seemed okay with it. Uh, he did. Oh, oh, oh. How about like, can we, can we do numbers five, right? That's where the test yeah. for adultery, <laughs> where the priest gives you the, you know, poison potion to kill the fetus. It makes like, your uterus a good fall one. out. Yeah. yeah. Exodus 21, where there's the lesser <laughs> punishment if a criminal strikes a pregnant woman and only the fetus dies versus. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like the Sicilian reasoning with Plan B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and of course, this is also where not guilty lady says, and I quote: "Following the laws of God is the most important thing." Again, like there should be a fucking trap door that f like throws her to a rancor in every jury room <laughs> if she says something like that. Well, I wanted so badly for the guy who agrees with her to be like, hey, thanks for teaching us that. Oop, Timothy. And then just starts punching her in the head. <laughs> I'm sorry. I learned the thing you taught me, but you're not. It's fun. This book is not about you instructing me. Anyway, stop struggling. Come on. Maybe someone will come kidnap me to stop I me gave your dad this. some shekels of silver. I'm, come on. I, I'm good for the shekels. Um, also... She says at this point, they're like, well, not all of us share your religion. And she says, I love this fucking line. She says, well, for those of you who don't believe in God yet, what is it? So like, yeah, you know, just a little passive aggressive bullshit. But then she goes, what is American law based on? And everyone in unison, 11 voices go, the Ten Commandments. What? No, the fuck they aren't. Like eight of the Ten Commandments, we don't even have laws against that shit. And right? The, and there's like fourteen of them. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I, I you 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 don't need me to agree. Uh, this is where first year law student <laughs> goes off the rails. But yeah. Andrew, name a law that's not based on the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> and kidnapping doesn't count because that's not really illegal. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too slow. Too slow. One vote. Also, no such thing as laws. So also, the, the, she has I'm this the bit. weirdest superhero ever. Great <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, man. <laughs> so also, she's got this great bit where she goes, well, I think everyone agrees on what thou shalt not kill means. And I say it includes abortion. And I'm like, okay, but then the first part is wrong where everyone agrees on it. You self-checkmate it again. Jesus. Okay, so now the, the judge, you know, climbs out from under the table and he's like, oh, maintenance staff went home. I'm going to start fixing your thermostat now. I, the judge, am going to stand in this room while you deliberate and fix the thermostat. I'm the devil. What? What? <laughs> what do they think a judge does? I mean, again, this was written by a judge. What does he think his job is? How many times did Judge Del Vecchio try to pop into the jury room with like a box of donuts and, and his secretary had to be like, no, never, literally never. You're never allowed to do that. All of a sudden he's okay, dressed but- as Mario. He's, I'm just going to fix the plumbing in the room. No, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um. Also, this is, there. there's one character who I've got down as reasonable old guy. Right. He's yeah. supposed to be the guy that's not quite convinced, but we're still supposed to be sympathetic. He's not he's not a vegetarian or anything. Um, and he says, well, what about all of the mental torture and shit that they have? What about this clip from the movie? And and then he plays that perfume commercial anti-abortion propaganda clip where everybody's going, kill the baby, kill the baby. <laughs> The time Del Vecchio found everyone he knew who spoke a foreign language, three people, had them say kill the baby in that language and called it a horror movie. And this clip, again, your description from the previous episode does not do justice to how great, like, abort de la baby. (laughs) In this voice that's like half live action hot rod and half Cloris Leachman from History of the World. Oh, my God. This, This made the previous 70 minutes worth it. It was so good. Oh, it's the best. Rosetta Stone got in big trouble for this part of the DVDs. They had to get rid of it. It's it, also the worst Pepsi commercial ever. Just <laughs> Kylie Jenner walks up to a cop outside of Planned Parenthood, hands him a fetus. Everybody's cool. Well, my, Michael Jackson would disagree, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Also, okay, so then this ends with the Stacy, the, the girl that they kidnapped, Waking up, they, they only put this in here so I can have her doing the waking up into a sitting position scene at the end of this, which means that this was her nightmare. Yep. The jury is watching video of her nightmare. Man, these new cameras, they are. <laughs> what? So, yeah, and then. <laughs> and, and also, if you haven't listened to Gab, you're like, why is Stacy massive head wound Harry all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he never reprised that bit. That yeah. that was such a that there was so much promise for massive head wound Harry. I know. Um. Okay. So, and apparently that's all of that clip we needed to see. We needed to see just enough to see the sitting straight up waking up thing to piss me off, and then not guilty. Ladies, like, okay, all right, well. You may not agree with their tactics, but, and I'm like, no, I'm finding them guilty of their tactics. (laughs) Her point after that clip was, you don't have to like the way that they do it, but they're the best damn cop on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can we get a 
copy of the Prince in here real quick? Machiavelli? That'd be great. <laughs> Read that to everybody now, too. All right. So are you guys ready for a hard left? Anybody want to make a hard left turn right now? Oh, yeah. Um, would anyone like a divorced dad to rant at him for 36 minutes while you're just trying to have an after work beer? Oh, my, this is so many of me and Heath's shifts. Just some guy who puts like a five dollar bill out there and he's like, you know, here's the thing, man. I love my kids. I love my kids. Do you have 45, 50 minutes? Because I'm going to nurse this thing. Nurse. So, yeah, apparently we're now going to watch the abortion dad's deposition video. Deposition video, by the way, means him monologuing to a string section. Yeah, this is this is not a deposition. OK, but normally who scores <laughs> deposition videos? Is that the job of the person, the lawyer? Hans Zimmer. Or? Hans Zimmer. Fun fact. <laughs> That's what he does when he's not doing movies. <laughs> Just sitting there. And then as I walked into the alley, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but also the video is the, the monologue he's giving is amazing. The dad of Stacy's not quite aborted twins begged her not to murder his baby, but her blood lust just couldn't be satiated. You see, this was a revenge abortion. It was for spite. Yes. Spite abortion because he was going to leave her. Yes. Yeah, that's what they claim he makes is I was going to leave her for another woman. So she decided to have an abortion and kill my babies as revenge. Wait, which she didn't even have to do because if he was going to leave her for another woman, she could have just kidnapped him and kept him in the house forever. She skipped the whole step. And could have forcibly extracted his cum. Otherwise, he might have jerked off with that. And yeah, exactly. No, I get it. I get it. Um, Yeah. And, and like, so, and this is a long bit, right? Like, it, it has nothing to do with anything else in the movie. And it is very clearly just some guy who's not allowed to see his kids anymore getting emotional about it. Yeah, if Kendavecchio, you rant about his kids. <laughs> absolutely Kendavecchio. That's why he put one in the movie Kendavecchio. Yeah, if so, if you follow Eli on Twitter, you have seen this video before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but okay. So then one lady goes, "Hey, these clips are not in any way relevant." They're like, "Yeah, let's watch some more of them." So then we watch more videos of abortion dad never getting to meet his aborted babies and he explains how Stacy's kidnapping and forced birth was very inconvenient for him. Yeah, it <laughs> denied him the chance to raise his children. So now he he wants to take those 7-year-old children back from their parents. Yeah, that have raised them since birth. Yeah. Mhm. Mm and apparently he had to prove it at some point. He like he was like, yeah, so they took my kids because of there's a law about kidnapper sympathy. So you're allowed to just <laughs> take people's kids. But then I tried to get him back and I took a paternity test, but it was too late. Yeah. What? What? Andrew, question. Uh, how quickly does the clock run out on fatherhood? When, <laughs> is there a statute? He needs to know this for a lot oh, of reasons. Okay. okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Thomas does too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, ignoring that one. Um, <laughs> so, let's talk about this deposition. There are a couple things you need to know here. Number one, there aren't depositions in criminal cases. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sorry. I, that, no, that, that was uh, like that. There aren't that yeah, there's really no need for a two. <laughs> <sighs> All right. But if there is a deposition, is it just a guy saying the things that occur to him that are unrelated to the crime usually or the uh, the case rather? And is that how a deposition no, works? It's just I, you get to say uh, whatever you want. You, for usually in a civil case, a witness is represented by a lawyer, and then the opposing side's lawyer asks you questions, and there's a court reporter in there, you know, stenographically taking names and playing the violin when you know. Not <laughs> and then in this case, because it was twins, the judge would start cutting each twin in half, right? And be like, okay. uh, "You each get half of oh. each twin." It's actually Judge Solomon. <laughs> we actually have to point that out, though, too, because like during his little monologue, he says, "But Stacy insisted that the twins get split up because fuck those kids. That yeah. because Stacy is so evil, she just wanted to make sure that they didn't get to have siblings and, and burn their faces." <laughs> <laughs> Now the only thing my kids can do is be on a jury. <laughs> <laughs> so, and apparently, by the way, that clip was enough to get redheaded lady to change her vote. She says she's voting not guilty, quote, so that that father can have some kind of justice. What, what kind of justice would that be? Question. Do they think that if these kidnappers are found innocent, this dad gets these two seven-year-old children that he did not raise. I no, no, like the justice, the, the serious justice that this movie wants you to to cheer and pump your fist about is, haha, the people who kidnapped and tortured my bitch of an ex-wife get to go free. Like that's not a joke. Yeah, that's what the movie wants you to sympathize with and go, well, you know, at least at least his ex-wife got to get tortured out of it. It's it's disgusting. Yes, and now businessman guy is like, um. I switched to not guilty because I would like the movie to be over. <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of mood whiplash there. That's literally what happens too, by the way. It's like, it's now it's nine to three the other way. And businessman's like, fuck it, man. I'm never going to, I don't care. I just don't care. Not guilty, whatever. And then another guy, juror number two has to come up and he's like, well, hey, motherfucker, you can't just change your vote now without going through a monologue. I went through a monologue when I changed my vote. <laughs> I don't know exactly what he's pissed about, but yeah. <laughs> to which businessman responds, don't be bitter, kitty hitter. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is legitimately the best part of the movie for me, right? Because before he does the "Don't be bitter, kitty," later, which which is clearly the line of the movie. Uh, he he, oh, yeah. he said when he's asked, like, "Well, why did you change your mind?" He, he looks over at the angry juror and is like, "Well, you know, I just thought deeply about my kids not being born, and it turned me into a wuss." <laughs> he does. That's an and that's where he li he lifts his fist like he's got a little champagne glass in it and he wants to make the uh the toast there or something that's so good it is it is the the meta commentary of the movie going all right look like uh, we know these people can't be persuaded by these terrible arguments so you know here you go <laughs> yeah so he wants to get the fuck out of there they're all gonna fight eastern european lady though is still not convinced. Uh, she thinks that they should not make the law up uh, as they go. And she says, what you're engaging in here is jury nullification. Now, I've only ever heard those two words put together by insane people. I'm dying to know, Andrew, do not insane people also use that term? Uh, not usually, but but this is in fact 
jury nullification. Well, right. Like that, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just curious if that was an actual legal term or just something that wackos on Facebook talk about. And what I learned from Andrew's show is that if you're going to nullify a jury, you have to make sure that everyone gets their story straight so they don't do the weird survey afterwards and call them guilty anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got to make a little plan. Good. <laughs> That's what Andrew taught me. <laughs> That's Not what, what he wanted to away. teach me. What he taught me. <laughs> also, this is where I get what I where we get what I think should be the tagline of the movie. Because um, she's going like, well, what if you're a, a a woman who got pregnant and you're trying to finish your education and and you get your career straight and you don't have the money to take care of a baby right now and blah blah blah, right? Making sort of the you know actual argument as to why abortion should be uh, legal and not guilty. Lady says, and I quote. If you get pregnant, you have to deal with it. That that to me should be on the poster for this fucking movie, right? <laughs> yeah, just, oh, see, I want on the poster of the movie. I'm in favor of women's and men's rights. All all lives, man. Nope, never. <laughs> babies, just babies. White babies. Nope. <laughs> not One more time. We must protect. The future Attractive of white. No, nope. that's the fourteen. It's <laughs> crazy how often that comes up. I abortions are the final solution for <laughs> entitlement reform. Black people nope. don't have to be Republicans. I, I, you know what? Come back to me. Come back. How do you prevent anchor babies? You kill them. No. So. <laughs> All right, and so now the judge materializes in front of them to answer that last question about the unborn baby with the crippled guy shooting the baseball bat lady and he he has to restate the question because it's been so goddamn long since they asked it everyone has forgotten what the fuck this is all about and he delivers this line like he's playing i'm going on a picnic right he's like okay. yes, so yes sarah's trying to hit her in the stomach with the baseball bat and then michael who was in a wheelchair and everyone's like i remember that wheelchair thing that was hilarious yeah, you see, if the fox and the grain are in the boat together. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, the fetus, the fox, and the grain. Oh. Well, it should be the atheist, the fetus, and the grain, but yeah. Yeah. And they're being so careful with the language here because kill an abortion doctor is what they're saying, but they need to not say kill an abortion doctor. Yeah, It's like me and Andrew on the million dollar pyramid, right? I'm just like, <laughs> the Cristiano brothers, no, no. The Cristiano brothers, no. Forcibly. Two brothers that I know, no, nothing about this. Raped a girl. Nope, none of it. I passed. I would like to go home, Merv. <laughs> And this is when Eastern European lady has her epiphany and realizes that it was a justified use of force the whole time. Yeah. Now, I, I actually researched a little bit about Eastern European lady who was a like really famous Iranian child actress who was part of like the liberalization of the country. And my thesis here is like that. Everything up into the movie to this point is what she honestly believes. And then they convinced her because English is not her native language that she was just like having some kind of demon possession here and had to recant because it makes no sense. She just turns around and starts screaming. You're right. You're right. You've always been right. I'm totally wrong. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. And lawyer guy, like it's like they were running out of film because lawyer guy's like, no, no, she's not right. I'll kill all the babies. I, I was who this movie was about all along. Yeah, fucking what? It 
So then everyone except for lawyer guy and Eastern European lady start disappearing in smoke clouds, you see, because the judge was God this whole time. The, the fucking not guilty lady was Jesus this whole time. <laughs> and the businessman aborted his son and Eastern European lady is the doctor who performed the abortion. Now, I want to point out businessman who aborted his son, the lawyer guy, has a picture of a 14 year old boy in his wallet. Okay. Judgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was catcalling and it went well. I don't know why we're getting... Raise the scooter. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, I have I have a lot of questions about this scene. Um, kind of, yeah, kind of starting with isn't the again? I've only watched clip shows from you know the life from the life zone, <laughs> but like, wasn't the whole message of the life zone that right? Like, there's the point where Nurse Ratchet tells Stockholm syndrome girl, like, uh, you know d- d- that. Thanks for the support, but like it was your responsibility. You're the one who who aborted your baby, right? Like yeah. you can't blame it on your boyfriend having pressured you. So how could lawyer guy be responsible for aborting the baby? It makes no sense, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Again, by their own ridiculous, made up as they went standards, they still fail over and, and over again in this movie. And the plot twist of this movie was no, 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 they're not in hell. Yes, they were, and so were you. I, honestly, if I turned and Ken Del Vecchio was sitting next to me and he was like, and you're in hell, I would have been like, no. No, Ken, I'm not. And you, you need to leave my home. I ate your eggs. I don't have eggs in my house. What'd you eat? Marbles. Okay. You want to go to the hospital? I want to go to the hospital. Okay, Ken. Let's go to the hospital. You were a judge, huh? Yeah, I was in charge of things. That's terrifying. But just Ken. in New Jersey, just in New Jersey, though. Oh, okay. That explains a lot, actually. Um, yeah, so we get all this series of reveals. Turns out that they were in hell the whole time. Eastern European abortion doctor lady, um, she changed her mind at the last minute, so she doesn't have to go to hell. But the lawyer guy, absolutely, the vegetarian guy, absolutely has to go to hell because fuck vegetarians. That's the end of this film. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. actually, honestly, the the credits were almost as entertaining as the rest of the movie. <laughs> I love the credits. <laughs> half half the supporting uh, crew signed up with fake names like Calamity Jane yes! and Alice yes! Knockworst and Candy Marmaduke. It was oh, it was so great. <laughs> well. Let, let me clarify, part of the reason why that's there, not just because this movie is bonkers, but because the other half of Del Vaccio's movies are gore slash porn. So the reason right. why he got Candy Not Works for the second time is they also made spree killers together where a, ju- a judge <laughs> kills and rapes a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, the very last words right before the any... Uh, resemblance to any living any person living or dead bit the last thing it says before that in the credits is this movie is dedicated to all the human being souls in heaven who were wrongfully denied the opportunity of life because of abortions human being souls this is not, not for aborted souls. cats <laughs> he doesn't he didn't make no fucking movie for aborted weasels and tardigrades <laughs> god damn it aborted human being souls 
And also, by the way, if they go straight to heaven, then what better favor could you fucking do, right, for a, an unborn child than to send them straight to heaven? I feel like that's a good thing. Their fucking shit doesn't make any sense. Okay. So to finish off tonight, I want you to all imagine that you're in the universe of this movie and you know that this jury is gonna has, has your fate in their hands. So who do you kidnap and why is that okay? Oh, uh, I'm definitely kidnapping Ken Del Vecchio just <laughs> to watch him like crack a smile, yeah. <laughs> start like slow no, clapping I, for me. Like, okay, it. I've been asking. gotta admit this. This is pretty funny. You got me. You got me. This is a double entendre. I no, agree it's not. with what has happened. That's not what double entendre. Triple entendre. <laughs> no, 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 Ken. I've been in hell the whole time. Ken, <laughs> no, you're not in Ken, hell. You're not. You're just. <laughs> Fat and crazy and American, and we don't have a system to stop that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Neil Gorsuch uh, because I'm saving America. <laughs> oh, I have another thing that has to do with Neil Gorsuch that saves America. No, you don't. Really you actually don't have any other things about Neil Gorsuch whatsoever. Yeah, zero votes on that. <laughs> And and I'm going to go with uh, it's okay to kidnap Michael Bay because Transformers the last night literally raped my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but you're making this you and you and you guys are all making this sound like a good idea actually. <laughs> I kind of want to go to the world of this movie. All right, well Andrew, thanks so much for joining us and thanks for all the uh all the work you do behind the scenes keeping Eli from getting us transferred to a CIA black site in Yemen or something. Black sites don't have to be Democrats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all sites matter indeed. Um, and uh, if our listeners can't get enough of your melodious voice, Andrew, where can they go to hear some well, more? Thank, thanks for having me on. It's it's always fun. And uh, you can find me at the uh, Opening Arguments podcast. So just Google Opening Arguments. It's openarcs.com. You'll find it. Yeah, and we'll, of course, have it linked on the show notes as well. And while that does it for our review of Cries of the Unborn, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to keep doing this, apparently. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? The beautiful truth. That's about curing cancer with diet, isn't it? Curing cancer with fruit oh, juice. Oh, this no. movie has killed almost as many people as Vaxxed Oh, all right, then. Are you sure you don't want to have me back on for that one, just to just to be sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, we might have to have you review that one anyway. All right, so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 141 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out with us tonight, and even a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among the ranks, you can make a per-episode donation to patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us done by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing A, The Citation Needed, and The Skeptic Credit, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. <sighs> Barely made it through that one. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Hey, I know that guy. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slot, New Vehicle Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For you then, right, Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. The entire world except for one guy, ended up pregnant, kidnapped, and with both their eyes poked. <laughs> <laughs> the Cristiano brothers, who are intelligent, thoughtful public figures with wonderful senses of humor, definitely listened to our disclaimers, <laughs> understood that this and any other references made to them on this show were jokes that no person could possibly take seriously, and definitely did not sue Puzzle in a Thunderstorm LLC for defamation. <laughs> Do it, they sued Do it, you fat bitches. 
Wink. <laughs> yeah, sue me. I know who my lawyer will be. <laughs> Andrew doesn't. Ken Del Vecchio is still allowed to walk among us. That's real. Andrew refused to confirm or deny whether or not he's the father of Thomas. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> he wouldn't answer. Say it on the record. Say I you're not the dad. Take I am not the father. <laughs> so you don't know who the father is. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Is that what oh, you're saying? I, oh, I, no. think it's, I think it's a too late to the fail paternity test. Is, I know that her parentage is Thomas and Lee Smith. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.